Uh-oh. I might be in trouble on that one. <laughs> Casting from the deep depths of cyberspace, this is Darn IT Podcast. Cybersecurity made simple, and I'm your host, Darnley G, Chief Technical Architect of Darn IT Group. Episode 12, how to play it safe when you are a remote user. Now, the reason for this podcast as of late, as the world is going through this pandemic of COVID-19, or as it was called, the coronavirus, and this really had a drastic push on the emphasis of remote workers because we now have the luxury with the internet and its infinite knowledge that users are now able to remote into their work and place of business. And this is done by various different technological measures, which we will not get into in this podcast, but just wanted to highlight the fact that the acceptability of remote users is becoming widely accepted from different business verticals. Now, most technological companies have the luxury of having sort of VPN remote user setup already installed. So the transition from um, work from home has been relatively simple. But in actuality, the business case of remote users is great, but there's a very, very important topic um, I like to talk about in this podcast in terms of the security and the dangers that are associated with remote users. And for those who are not fully aware of the dangers, if you just think about the sort of grand scale of issues that ensue when you start adding additional devices to your infrastructure. Now, with the push to cloud computing and cloud-based applications, the transition has been made relatively simple because the actual development of the cloud solutions are already in place and a lot of businesses are already on cloud-based solution or in transit uh, to cloud-based solutions. So there are a lot of a lot of acceptance with cloud-based applications to date, but there, with the push with the COVID-19 and coronavirus, um, the push has been made quite drastically with different governments, uh, states, and provincial um, laws being passed that are pushing organizations to have people work from home if, if possible. Now, there are certain things that are now overlooked when it comes to working at home uh, that businesses of all shapes and sizes need to adhere to. Now, I'll be specifically talking to more of the small, medium-sized businesses because most large organizations already have certain protections in place. And with the, the different variables that are involved, um, their bases are relatively covered. So we'll talk about how to stay, stay, stay safe online. Uh, and in terms of the different privacies that are at risk here uh, from working at home. Now, the, the biggest risk from working at home is essentially the, the privacy of that organization. So if you want to envision the, the data that's getting transmitted to and from the place of business, either that be on-prem or in the cloud, um, there is now different variables that are now being added to working from home. 
And most of the time, these devices are not sanctioned or governed by the company itself. It could be the employee's laptop or desktop or friends of friends or uh, spouse's computer or tablet, etc. So this is adding a different level of risk to a business because the devices that are now being used to access those resources are not governed. And a lot of the, the BYOD or bring your own device um, mantras in different corporate environments are now being utilized. So there are technologies and solutions out there that can help mitigate some of those risks, but it still doesn't change the fact that you are adding a level of uncertainty when it comes to the accessibility of your data and the uh, protection of your business. So some of the threats to remote workers are uh, the big one is uh, unsecured Wi-Fi networks. So businesses are not aware that at home, uh, that particular Wi-Fi network is sort of that unknown variable. So that Wi-Fi network may not be uh, protected properly. It may not be using the, the best um, technologies or the best security when it comes to protecting and encrypting that network traffic. Uh, like I said earlier, in terms of the personal devices and networks, so those are not sanctioned by the IT company or by the business. So really it's essentially a dog's breakfast when it comes to the availability of those technologies, even if it, if they're using, let's say Windows XP or Windows 7, which would be a no-no in corporate terms because those operating systems are, are now defunct and they're no longer being supported by Microsoft and has their levels of risk. So working inside that environment will add a level of risk to the organization, especially when you're working from home. Um, and especially with the COVID-19, cyber criminals are now uh, targeting remote users. So they're understanding that there's a large amount of, of corporate workers or corporate employees now working from home. And they know that this was a, a drastic change that a lot of businesses were not prepared for because the governments have, have sanctioned and mandated certain things that businesses are not fully prepared or may not have the tools already in place to protect them. So cyber criminals are keeping an eye on the news and they are looking at ways to attack businesses because they understand that those remote users are ill-equipped, they're not educated, and they don't have the proper tools to be properly secured. So criminals are now working in mass as I speak to make sure that they can basically uh, release as much payloads as possible. And one such attack is those live maps you get for the coronavirus or, or COVID-19, um, they are injecting code into some of these sort of called these so-called live maps of COVID-19 or coronavirus and are trying to infect different computers that are people who are trying to stay on top of the the virus spread that they are utilizing these websites. So be very important, be very vigilant, sorry, when you are visiting these websites because you don't want to get to a point where uh, your computer or your network infrastructure gets encrypted or sorry, it gets uh, infected. And also keep in mind to, to make sure that if you're listening to the news, make sure it's from a reputable source and don't go some random place online to get your information. So here are 12 steps for your remote staff to take while working from home, even that be on a temporary basis or a full-time basis. Strong passwords. The reason why this is a number one thing in my books is because, uh, like it or not, there's still a lot of people who use basic passwords to access different things. Um, if you're in certain environments, you may use a certain password. If you're using banks, you may use the same password or, or your webmail. So 
to keep in mind to as much as I endorse using strong passwords, make sure they're complex. Now, they don't have to be some incoherent password that you'll never remember. Uh, another key tip of creating strong passwords is use phrases. Um, phrases that you would only be able to identify but you can recite in your mind and obviously add special characters for complexity as well. So don't use phrases like uh, my, dog, my dog's name is so-and-so, right? Uh, change it up a bit. Um, maybe make a phrase about your cottage or your favorite uh, vacation spot or your favorite vegetable or dish or whatever uh, and just make it complex so it's not, pro not an actual sentence per se but are some things that you can put together that only you will be uh, aware of the meaning of it, not, uh, not a cyber criminal. Uh, a very important thing, I'm not going to say two-factor authentication because it is weak. Um, Multi-factor authentication, MFA, is also key for remote users to use. So a lot of applications, uh, software applications, uh, web mail applications use uh, multi-factor authentication. And that is something that uh, we really encourage all of our clients and our listeners to make sure they deploy on all aspects. So even that be your personal email or your corporate email or corporate applications, whatever the case may be, um, utilizing multi-factor authentication does add another layer of protection for your business and assures that cyber criminals, even though they may have access to the password, uh, will not be able to go past the multi-factor authentication protocols you have in place. So that's another layer of protection in the event that uh, one of your remote users slips up or gives out some passwords, etc. That's another layer of protection as well. Uh, using strong VPN, virtual private network, um, applications like uh, ExpressVPN, for instance, uh, are, are are very great tools to utilize, especially if you're, you're working remotely. Um, if you're remote in, remotely working at a, a, a coffee shop or either at home or any sort of uh, unsecure network, hotel room, whatever, um, using a, uh, a secure VPN, either that be supplied by your company or by a third-party application is key to protect yourself so that you're not using the same network that other people can have access to, which could essentially intercept your data and uh, create a data leakage. Uh, having firewalls in place is number four, making sure that you deploy some sort of edge protection system in place, either that be software. Um, an example is Cisco Umbrella is one of the products that we use here um, for some of our clients uh, would be a, a layer of protection for any device, no matter where it is. So having an additional layer, either that be a physical firewall uh, on-prem, either that be on site or on the device itself. And there's different device software and hardware um, recommendations we can make uh, for that. Um, number five, protection software. So not just necessarily antivirus protection. Um, there are different types of protection software, uh, anti-phishing, anti-spamming, anti-ransomware uh, protection. One of our protection software, uh, Beagle EDR, uh, helps protect uh, endpoints from getting infected from ransomware. Uh, in the event that does happen, it does uh, fix it back the way it was within mere minutes. Um, so effective software like that will protect your end users from um, dropping dead in the water in the event that they get attacked by a, a, a cyber malware or some sort of cyber malware that would uh, be very detrimental for them. Uh, number six, uh, anti-spam and phishing measures. So that's not necessarily for software related because you can put anti-spam, anti-phishing uh, software inside different types of 
email carriers, just keep in mind, um, although some of the cloud-based providers may say they give you anti-spam and phishing protection, uh, I can tell you from experience, it's not always the case. So getting a third-party uh, anti-spam, anti-phishing software um, that we utilize a lot here at Darn IT Group, uh, you can essentially use that software, use that software in your email systems, no matter what software you use or, or what vendor you use, to have that extra layer of protection. On top of that, education is also a key thing to avoid um, phishing attacks, especially during the COVID-19 uh, breach. Um, just keep in mind that there are a lot of communications going out there on the web today that are trying to get um, remote users or end users to click on links to, to acquire data because they want to take advantage of the pandemic. Number seven, secure your home router or provide a firewall slash router. Now, most work from home, uh, people use whatever the internet service provider offers them. Um, traditionally speaking, um, they don't see a point of using a third-party router, which we always recommend, uh, especially from work-at-home individuals. Uh, a good key thing is to not rely strictly on the internet service provider's uh, router technology. Um, I always say put a a third-party firewall, a third-party router in place. And that could be set up uh, very cheaply. Um, just a matter of, of installing a um, off-the-shelf router uh, with the proper security is the best step in the right direction. And obviously, uh, segmentation of network is also key, especially if the house has a lot of uh, IoT or Internet of Things devices, such as a thermostat, uh, light switch, uh, robots, etc. It's very, it's very key to put on different networks, um, especially with ne um, your business traffic versus your home traffic. The best key here is to separate the traffic altogether, so that in cases of breach of a particular device, especially with one of your IoT devices, that it does not compromise your your business and your business communications. Um, install and number eight, installing patches and updates, uh, making sure your computer is up to date. Uh, very important if you are a work from home individual, uh, just make sure your device is up to date, has the latest updates and patches. If it does not, uh, the best thing to do is to upgrade your machine or to buy a entirely new product altogether just to make sure that you are protected. But you must see the company that you're working for to make sure that is applicable or something to ask your staff to sort of give you the stats on the technology that your remote users are using. Um, number nine, uh, back up your data and test disaster recovery solutions. If you're a business and you don't know what your disaster recovery solution is, then that's a problem. And then we need to talk, uh, making sure you have data backed up properly on third-party software, either that be on-prem or in the cloud is key, uh, in case, um, something happens to the, uh, end user's computer or device. So just making sure that the data is stored somewhere that is being controlled by the company or that is being backed up automatically. So there's no disruption in the event that uh, if the, something happens to the, the device, the, the end user's device, that there is a way to back up the company information and it's on one or multiple resources. That is very key. And make sure any disaster recovery plan is tested, especially at this time, because you never know what's gonna happen and it's always great to, to test your systems before a problem does occur. Number nine, I'm sorry, number 10, work from home scams. Now, 
Um, with the prospect of working from home, a lot of users aren't really aware that there are lots of work from home opportunities out there. But the, the inherent problem with this is that there are more scams out there because uh, some of the criminals understand that there are more people working from home and they may be looking at extra opportunities to make some additional income while they're working from home. And keep in mind that there are, there are, there are some great opportunities out there, don't get me wrong, but it's to be very vigilant in terms of what's being offered and just making sure that you're not um, going for something that would take your time, money, and energy away from your job, uh, even though you're either under quarantine or that you're just taking uh, preventative measures and not going into work. Uh, number 11, uh, encrypted communications. Um, so that means uh, not using WhatsApp or email. A lot of uh, people assume WhatsApp is secure, uh, for example, or they think email is secure, which is not. Um, a lot of the times uh, these avenues are not um, encrypted and are not protected. And there's been breaches and examples over the many years that have shown this, that email is not secure, so not to send any information over email, or that, for example, using apps like WhatsApp are not secure. Um, sort of in light of that, um, at Darn IT Group, we actually have uh, Swiss-based solutions that can encrypt um, communications through video, audio, and email that are like the top of the line security that any business, big or small, can utilize. So in terms of that, there are a lot of options and opportunities out there for businesses who do want to communicate over email securely or want to transmit um, documents through the internet in a secure fashion, uh, we can help out with that as well. Um, and last tip, number 12, um, encrypted devices. So mobile devices such as phones, tablets, um, laptops, you name it. Uh, the best thing for this is to keep them encrypted because when you're moving around these devices, there are data stored on some of these devices. Sometimes uh, work from home users save passwords, write them down on the computer uh, in the event of a loss or a theft. So if a mobile device gets stolen, uh, gets forgotten or what have you, the data inside the hard drive on these devices are encrypted, which means we'll give extra effort for the, the thief to decrypt the data, which they'll just basically toss away or won't be useful information for that th uh, thief. So keeping sure that making sure that all your devices are encrypted uh, for local or remote remote users are very key to protecting yourself. So I hope this is a lot of information. I understand that in this pandemic, there may be some uncertainties and unknown variables that may come to play here. But the best sort of protection is education. And the best form of, of action is to implement those those knowledge that you've received and being able to um, expedite that in a quick fashion for all your remote users so that you're not having any gaps in your security. So thanks so much for listening to Darn IT Podcast with Darnley G. If you like her show and want to know some more, like or subscribe or please leave a review. Remember, look both ways before crossing the information superhighway. Safe computing, everyone. Bye.